lights. It's seven Friday night. Welcome to our Thursday Pickup Show for Week 13. Hopefully for me, it's Lucky 13. I'm Chase Bryson, the managing editor of Sports Stars Magazine. I'm joined by co-host Benny Nuss, and we'll get a weekly picks visit from Coach Terry Edson shortly as well. All right, well, we may as well get this over with. Thanks to a Del Norte Crescent City team that made the near seven-hour bus ride to Tennyson Hayward and didn't forget to pack the giant chip on its shoulder, I dropped another game in the standings. I went a pedestrian 3-2, and two, while Ben went 4-1 and one again. He's now up two games, and the matchups only get tougher. So this is fine. It's all fine. I'm fine. So I'm right where you want me to be. <laughs> yes. Hello, folks. Every good coach has a game plan, and mine is beginning to show. Northern section games, <laughs> humble teams. Chase is relying on emotions and not thinking <laughs> clearly. And while he's distracted, here comes the little engine that could on the outside zooming past and trying to establish position let's see where i take you this week can't wait yeah that'll be fun and uh coach edson requested additional time for dumb football this week so let's not waste any more time at the top coach joins us after yet another week of going two and one that's five straight and let's see who he's backing this week we welcome Coach Terry Edson into the show with the acknowledgement right off the bat that everyone's favorite football consultant has consulted himself into a fifth straight winning week. Terry, is there a key to your turnaround, or did you simply go into the locker room at halftime and give yourself an impassioned speech to make the necessary adjustments? You know, I'd like to quote Steve Ducey from Fox and Friends and say, the reason why I've been going two and one these last five weeks is because my teams are winning more than losing. Okay, so. Sometimes it's a simple game. It is a very simple game. Well, now you're just you're just one game below five hundred now. One away from five hundred. Boy, yeah. what a great moment that after, is! After after a three and nine start to your season, that's pretty good. Okay, that is better. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah. All right. We know we have a lot of dumb football at the end of this show, so let's get things started. You get to start off with the North Coast section with two teams you've already flown the flag for a few times this year. <laughs> Although I think Rancho Katati did foil a 3-0 week for you a few weeks back. So, it's an all-Cougars affair as Rancho Katati travels to Camp Lindo, Moraga for a Division II semifinal. Rancho senior quarterback Liam Keeney still hasn't returned from injury, but the team may have a hard time removing junior Jacob Pruitt, even if Keeney is cleared. Pruitt threw for four touchdowns and rushed for three more last week in a first-round win over Livermore. Meanwhile, Camp Lindo improved to 11-0 by topping Granada. Also, one more thing, which I think you might like. This game may feature the bracket's best receiver, Campo's Robbie Mascheroni, against its best DB, Rancho Sai Vadrawali. Who you got? Yeah, that is... Oh, God. Well, I, I did. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you that question if uh, Rancho's quarterback was back or not. Um, you know, <laughs> I have an unwritten rule that I go by in all levels of football. Don't ever go against an undefeated team. They're undefeated for a reason. It's the rule I have in football. 
it's a rule I have in horse racing. <laughs> and so, um, and uh, I love going, you know, Katani has burnt me so many times <laughs> going against them. But I'm sure right now their coach is probably jumping up and down that um, I'm leaning towards um, Campolindo. But uh, I can't go against an undefeated team at home. Um and it, it's going to be a great matchup, but um, I, I got to go with Campo on this one. I'm looking forward to walking into the stadium on Friday night, greeting Coach Macy and having him say, we're just going to give it our best shot. Oh, we're yeah. Just, oh, God, we're so outgunned in this game. This <laughs> is do what we can. so ridiculous. I don't even know if we'll have enough bodies to play defense tonight. <laughs> he's the best. There's no doubt about it. He's the, 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 he's the all-timer. When it comes to crying poor about an undefeated team, only he can pull it off. Yeah. Next up is a CCS Division Two matchup between number one Wilcox of Santa Clara and number five Bellarmine of San Jose. You've professed your love for both these teams before, with one running the Veer and one having some longtime family ties. It looked like Bellarmine got right in time for the playoffs last week with a convincing win over Menlo Atherton, but Wilcox is the favorite here. Chargers or Bells? Who will it be? Yeah, you know, another unwritten rule that I have. Don't ever go against the number one seed <laughs> against the five seed. I mean, that's a huge um, – did anybody uh, pick uh, Bellerman in your group here? I don't think we picked that game. I don't no, think so. Okay, yeah, I'm not – I, I – Bellarmine's had kind of an up and down year. You're right, though. They play in a much harder division, so they've played better teams, no doubt about it. But um, Wilcox has had, uh, you know, they they beat uh, Pittsburgh. They beat Pittsburgh, right? Not this year. They beat oh, they just that. barely lost to them. Is that what it was? They didn't Did play they in play this Pitt? year. I thought they played Pitt this year. Not this okay. year. All right, but uh, um, do you want Wilcox's best win? Yeah, I thought I saw – no, I saw – who was it? Who am I thinking of then? Who's their best win? They lost to Los Gatos, but they uh, – I would say their best win is probably they, – they did beat Menlo Atherton earlier this year, and they, they had a win over Valley, which was kind of down this year. Oh, yeah. I th- okay, I guess it was the Menlo Atherton game. Menlo Atherton then, was- right? Yeah. I don't know why I thought they – they I guess they played Pitt last year, right? Yeah. That's usually how my brain works, Yeah, backwards <laughs> like that. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting, you know, it's 10 and 1 versus 5 and 6. But if you look at the teams that Bellarmine has had to play, I mean, they're this they're hardened for uh this is like an old Darrell Oro thing I used to say where Darrell Oro would play killer schedule and then they get into the playoffs to uh take on teams like this. So um I am. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to take Bellarmine just because of who they've been playing against, their difficult schedule. Um, I'm going to say that's going to end up paying a, um, paying off for them in this game. All right. Chase, we picked the right week to have Wilcox head coach Paul Rosa on the show. <laughs> I'm staying Catholic. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. There's nothing Uh-oh. wrong with that. All right. Don't give coach my phone number, please. Okay. Um, oh my goodness. Why right, can I get that information before I make my pick? Or no. No. I love the way you guys sneak all that stuff in after I pick. <laughs> oh, the Wilcox coach isn't gonna be happy with oh, okay, great. Yeah. I can I can predict- actually should be ecstatic that I picked Bellerman. Are That's you right. kidding me? Okay, there you go. 
All right, well, we'll finish off with the Division II semifinal in the Sac Joaquin section, where top seed of Manteca will be hosting number four, Rockland. Manteca's only loss was a shootout to Central Catholic in which senior Blake Nicholson rushed for 400 yards and seven touchdowns, but it wasn't enough. Oh, Rockland, Rockland is not nearly as explosive offensively as Central Catholic, but the Thunder are definitely playing their best ball of the season over the last month. They beat Granite Bay, beat Oak Ridge, and they rolled to they rolled Jesuit in their playoff opener. Their only loss in the last four weeks is a 14-7 defeat at Folsom. So, I don't know, man. Flip a coin. This one's tough. If you play Folsom close, you can play anybody close, right? I mean, I think, yeah, we have to look at that. The last couple of weeks, uh, the team has been playing well. They, um, God, I know that I just – I can't go with the team. What did they give up to uh, St. Louis? 56 to Central. They lost – 5649. <laughs> I can't do it. Those guys, those guys, uh, and I've seen Folsom, they're not quite as explosive as they as they, they have been, but they only gave up 14 yeah. to a, a Folsom team. I know that they have that kid that's going to Florida State and he's all world and he's gonna be a problem. But I just have to believe that with that win over Jesuit playing Folsom close, um, I just think there it's I, I don't think it's going to be a low scoring game, but I do think defense wins out in in championship games, and I think uh, Rockland has a better defense. This may actually be good strategy. Mm-hmm. Upset picks with teams in the two recognized best leagues yeah. in Northern California, the West Catholic Athletic League and the Sierra Foothill League. I, I think that's a good plan by me. I like yeah. that concept. <laughs> There's a strategy I, here. I like that concept. It's yeah. like an S. It's like SEC teams in bowl games when you right. do your college football pool. Do you go against SET, SEC teams? I don't. I always <laughs> kick butt because I always pick them and they always win. So, you know, the schedule they have to play versus like an ACC schedule. I mean, come on. Let's oh. be honest here. It's a sound strategy. Well, well, I'm glad you invoked the H word. Speaking of honesty, we teased this segment on Tuesday and we think the good listeners of Podcast Land are in for a treat. There was plenty of dumb football to go around this weekend. I'm not just talking about what happened in Corvallis or in Tucson, Arizona, but we won't talk about that. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. It didn't happen in Tucson. It was happened it in, at the Rose Bowl. In, in Pasadena? Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, I, I'm just going to give you the floor and let you get rolling here. All right. Why? 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 Why, Chip? Why are you going for it on fourth and seven on your, like, own 25 there's five and a half minutes left to go in the game. We're down three points. We have one of the best offenses in the country. And, uh, well, I, so then people are going to say, well, if we have one of the best offenses in the country, why not go for it? Yeah, but come on. It wasn't fourth and one. I don't understand that, dude, why he did that. That cost UCLA the game. That was beautiful. How about this one, though? Arkansas LSU, six to three, six to three. So Arkansas is playing great defense. They're at home. They have the ball on their own, like 48. It's fourth and two. 
maybe midway, maybe a little bit more than that in the third quarter. You're playing great defense. LSU's not doing anything. You're down by three points. You have your second string quarterback in because the first string quarterback was hurt, so he, he didn't even play in the game. You're playing great defense, so by all means, let's go for it. And, of course, the quarterback gets sacked at the 40. LSU goes down on a short field, scores. And do they score again? Nope. And does Arkansas score? Yes. And they lose 13 to 10. Way to go, Coach. Way to take them right out of the game. The, what happened to field goals and punting? What happened to field goals and punting? Those are still legitimate football plays. Does nobody want to punt anymore? I don't understand what is going on. What's wrong with Arkansas punting the ball, pinning them down at the 10, playing defense, and getting the ball back again around the same spot where you went for it? But now you got four downs. Someone explain this to me. Your tombstone will read special teams devotee. Okay, and then... And then my boy, Brandon Staley. Your guy. He's got three timeouts. It's fourth and seven. You have three timeouts. You know what timeouts mean, Ben? That, that would... means you can stop the clock. Correct. Okay? So if you're down by three and you can stop the clock and you have one of the best quarterbacks in Justin Herbert, and you've got Cameron Dicker, who's a great kicker. I got an idea. Punt the ball. Stop the Niners. Get the ball back with like a minute 25. And try to go for the tying field goal. Chase Am will, I crazy? Am I'm, I crazy? Am I'm I taking crazy? Chase's point here. But if you punt in that situation, you can guarantee that the 49ers will run three plays into the line. Yeah. And you will get the ball back. Without yeah. question. You have uh, to know the other side. The other side's uber conservative. You totally get the ball back. So it's fourth and seven, and I'm going to go for it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, does, did anybody tell me at three timeouts? I'm just curious. He looked at the chart. You know you know what this is like? This is like, this is to me. It's like Phil Mickelson, member at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Okay, and he asked for a driver on the 18th hole. That's when the caddy takes the driver out and snaps it over his knee. Okay. And go, no, we're not hitting driver, bro. Okay. That's what you do. You save Phil Mickelson from himself. This is where when Brandon Staley says we're going for it, someone tackles Brandon Staley and then calls out the punty. That's what you need to do. There needs to be coaching intervention now. Okay. You ever seen that Canadian show intervention about drug addiction? Well, now we need coaching interventions out in the world to stop coaches from themselves from making dumb decisions. I'm sensing a new opportunity for consultant work. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm watching. And then the final thing is, I got an idea here. Uh, Josh Allen, how about just getting the snap, Josh? <laughs> just get the snap, okay? The worst that can happen is it's a safety. You're up by two. Maybe you can hold on. Get the snap. We don't need to rush it. Keep your hands under the center, for goodness sakes. You drop a snap. This is the NFL, Ben Chase. 
the NFL. And when I used to run football camp with eight-year-olds, step one, get the snap. I mean, my goodness. I mean, come on. This is professional football. You're telling me you can't get a snap. Everyone's going, they should have taken They say, are you kidding me? A football snap. It's the most basic thing you do since you're a little kid. Really, bro? That was just dumb. I just don't get it. How do you not get a snap in the NFL? Too much shotgun. How is that possible? That's true. You got to be able to walk and chew gum, Ben. (laughs) Okay? You got to be able to take a snap. I'm sorry. Sometimes you swallow the gum. (laughs) Take the snap, fall an inch, win the game. Oh, my God. Another enjoyable week talking football with you, Coach. Uh, Have a great trip to Baltimore. Enjoy the moment and uh, try and stay up for that uh, for that football game on your on your. Well, if I'm going to start getting mad in Baltimore, though, I don't. I, I got to be able to sleep and all, so I don't know if I start getting all irritated. You can see I get irritated kind of easily. So <laughs> no, you may, you may have noticed that. But uh, I can't wait for the text messages on Friday night. Chase will be on the sideline Friday night. Terry will be in Baltimore watching this game on an iPad, and Chase's phone will be exploding with, "Go tell them to do this." <laughs> Enjoy it. We will uh, talk to you next week. Okay, boys, take it easy. All right, Coach. Bye. Bye. And now we're going to take a quick time out for a quick message from Sports Stars Magazine's podcast partner, the California Army National Guard. At some point, your community will be challenged. It could be a flood, forest fire, hurricane, or civil unrest. When it happens, be the one to answer the call. Rescue the stranded. Protect the threatened save the injured join the national guard and serve your community when it needs you most visit nationalguard.com to find out more i'm not sure i've heard anyone scream punt the ball more than i've heard coach edson say uh another fine segment of dumb football and uh he looks headed towards another week of two and one i'm I'm almost guaranteeing. I think he's going to get at least one of those upsets right. So we shall see. No one has ever considered kickers and punters football (laughs) players more than Coach Edson. Oh, man. All right. It's time for us to get to business. I kicked the extra point. We have a seven-game board. So read away and uh, tell us who we're talking about. Righty. Let's get this thing cracking. Is that what the kids say these days? I I don't know. Anyway, here's a list of games from which we shall choose. Number eight, Central Catholic of Modesto heads to number two, Folsom, in the SJS Division I playoffs. Number 10, Salinas heads to number one ranked Sarah of San Mateo in CCS Division I action. Rancho Catati of Roner Park heads to number 18, Campolindo of Moraga in NCS Division II play. Grant of Sacramento heads to Patterson in SJS Division Three play. Escalon heads to Sutter in, I'm going to say, SJS Division 5? 4 or 5, I can't really remember. It's a good game. Uh, and Bellarmine of San Jose heads to Wilcox of Santa Clara in a CCS Division 2 game. And did I forget one? Is there one not on my list? That would be number three, De La Salle 
against number four Pittsburgh in the game of the millennium, <laughs> or at least of the week, at Dublin High School. Uh, side note before we get started, Chase, I feel we need to get this out in the open before we make picks. Our friend, the HAL 9000 supercomputer, has started punching back. We better be careful or the machines are going to rise up and take over our world. Do you think the CCS knew this sort of AI-driven insurgency was coming and converted <laughs> to an all-computer system to try and survive the apocalypse? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm just glad I don't attack him on Twitter. That's all I can say. Did, so... Elon takes over Twitter. <laughs> Things start going absolutely bananas. People start leaving, and the computer starts taking people on. Do we think he knows Elon? The computer knows Elon? The computer is Elon. Elon is the HAL 9000. Wow. There's nowhere to go from there. We should just stop now. Uh, you, you get uh, first honors today. Try and follow up that conspiracy theory <laughs> if someone's tesla out there starts predicting scores look out <laughs> <laughs> all right i need wins at this point so i'm unapologetically opening this dance by going to the ccs division one bracket and backing norcal's undisputed number one team this is not a bet against salinas a team which i really liked when i saw the when i saw them beat clayton valley back in august I just think Sarah is clearly firing on all cylinders right now, and I'm not sure if there are any teams in that field that have a real shot at upsetting them. The main thing I worry about with Salinas when it comes to facing the Padres is they don't have a consistent enough running attack to keep the Sarah defense honest, and that front seven of the Sarah defense is about as good as it gets. So especially if the Cowboys fall behind early, I just Salinas, you know, Salinas is a really good football team, but Sarah is a great one right now and i'm taking the padres and i'm making them my luck now you do need wins and there is absolutely no gamesmanship in what i'm doing here this is <laughs> literally the most convincing game on the board this week all these games are terrible to think about and try and pick a winner so i'm not messing around either i mean we haven't yeah, I will say we haven't talked about Sarah much in the West Catholic Athletic League season because we haven't really needed to. The Padres have done what we expected them to do, and there's not a whole lot of mystery to it. I think we both thought that this semifinal would be the most intriguing test for Sarah between now and the state open division game. So if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Coach Zank and the boys from Salinas. But with all that said, I just don't think anyone's going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Sarah's the choice for me as well, and I will lock that in too. All right. Okay, moving to the Sac Joaquin section, and it's Division Three semifinal between Grant, Sacramento, and Patterson. Last week, I gave you Yuba City at Grant in the challenge round and suggested that Yuba City could be a tough opponent for Grant because of how much they run the ball and that Grant struggled some against Monterey Trail's heavy run approach. Grant's defense bent a little in that game against Yuba City, but the offense made sure it didn't matter as the Pacers reeled off a 64-28 win over the Honkers. Patterson could cause similar problems with its two-headed running attack of 1,000-yard rushers, Sean Hansen and Lolo Matele, but I think this will go the same way as last week because I don't think Patterson's defense has faced speed and size like Grant has. So I'm taking the Pacers to win comfortably in what will be a high-scoring game. 
Hmm. Should <laughs> I select the same game as you? Let's see. Let me consult my notes here. What's the next pick I have lined up? It's a Division Three game in the Sac Joaquin section. <laughs> now, Great. I will say, I famously picked against Patterson early in the year, then hopped on their bandwagon and got a win out of it later on. But last week, I rolled with Grant against the upset-minded honkers, and the Pacers rewarded me. Here's the point. I, I agree with you. This is a high-scoring game, a close game. But here's the point in the season where I throw out all the stats, the home field advantage, the baby with the bathwater. It's all going out the window. <laughs> I'm trusting my gut. Give me the Pacers. Yep. Can't blame me there. I'm not making up any ground so far. This is super. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't think you'll be taking this game. So I, I feel comfortable that we're not going to go three for three again. But Oh, you! I said that once before. And I, I know. Totally Gosh darn it. All right. I'm heading to your game for the last pick. Gattati, at Camp Alindo. Yeah. When the brackets were drawn up, I looked at this potential semifinal and thought it would be too tough a challenge for Rancho without senior quarterback and leader Liam Keeney. But as we mentioned in the segment with Coach Edson, junior Jacob Pruitt was close to unstoppable against Livermore. I think the strength of Rancho's defense is its secondary, which makes it a true foil for Camp Alindo, which is balanced but definitely better through the air. I'm sticking with Camp Lindo in this one because it feels wrong to bet against an undefeated defending champion at home. But I do think this game will be harder for Coach Macy's Cougars than either potential NCS Finals opponent. So oh, oh. if they win this game, I think they're champs. We just continue to be down on a potential D2 final between <laughs> Santa Ramon and Campo, but that's okay. Uh, you are correct. I am not touching this with a 10-foot pole. I've seen both these teams in person this year. I think the world of both these teams, um, that is going to be one of those high school football games you don't forget on Friday night. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to mess with any of these other games. I mean, uh, let's consider the options. Should I pick De La Salle? <laughs> Maybe. But if Pittsburgh wins, like half the pit coaching staff will be grown men weeping, and nobody wants to be on the wrong side of that. Folsom over Central Catholic? Maybe, but am I really going against the team on whom I showered love and affection on Tuesday? I mean, these are real Sophie's choices here. You went with Coach Edson's golden rule there, and you took the undefeated team. I'm going to break the code, and I'm going to go against an undefeated team in the Sac Joaquin section Division 5 playoffs. I'm taking Escalon to go to Sutter. Look at you. All right. And a win. I know Sutter's been awesome all year, but let's play the common opponent game for a second. Sutter beat Rippon 14 to nothing last week. The same Rippon team that Escalon beat 43 to nothing a couple weeks ago. The Escalon faithful will travel north. They will have a good crowd backing them up, and I'm calling the upset. Escalon goes to Sutter and gets a win. I like it. I like it. That's fair. Now, I feel it's safe to assume that De La Salle Pittsburgh will not come up during the challenge round. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, we're, we hold ourselves up to a high standard You're here. You're going to make me pick this. I'm anyway. not going to make, I say, let's, let's, let's have a, a quick chat here and do a, this is not we're, no one's on the record here. It'll be a, uh, <laughs> it'll be a seven Friday night joint <laughs> pick. Okay. We've each seen both teams. Um, where are you leaning 
as we it, as we record this. I've been in green. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I, the storylines are all there. They're all there for the Pirates. I want nothing but good things for both of these teams. Uh, did you? I mean, you were there two weeks ago. You saw what De La Salle did to Clayton Valley. I did. I don't, and they didn't have Tofiano yet. And we heard what Coach Edson said about uh, Chase Tofiano in, in Tuesday's show. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> we've picked a De La Salle Pittsburgh game like how many times now in our <laughs> careers? We've seen this. And so I think this qualifies under the category of, I mean, if they, if Pittsburgh gets it done, all credit to them, but until it happens, it's hard to pick it. And I went against that a couple weeks ago and looked like an absolute (laughs) buffoon. So I don't think anyone on that sideline would begrudge that sort of logic. I would agree. I I'm leaning green as well. For, this, for all the reasons you said, I, I, you know, we've been down this road several, several times and it's, it's hard to pick any other results uh, until we see it, you know, if so Pittsburgh has the talent. They, they do hundred percent. If they put it together for four quarters on Friday night, they can win that game without question, but got to do it. So yeah. We'll see. Something that uh something that Coach Rosa said that didn't make the we were talking about um you know teams playing uh Sarah and uh it didn't make the final cut of Tuesday's show, but one thing he said is you can play a team and lose to them nine times out of ten, but you never know when the one time is. Yeah. And maybe Pittsburgh gets its one time this time through, which would make for a great story and uh we'll have to see if it happens. Can I put in a brief plug, by the way, for those who just see the big names and the stars, for those who aren't paying close attention to the last couple of weeks of Pittsburgh football, Marley Alcantara is going to be a dude next year, <laughs> an absolute dude. Uh, they're they're in good shape uh, for next year, too. They're always in good shape. They're Pittsburgh. Always. Yep. All right. It's time. <laughs> Although I feel like that was challenging. Yeah, yes. that was that was a challenge, but then now it's time for the real challenge round. <clears throat> so you know you got to make up some ground. I expect that these will be the hardest of the hard games. <laughs> Bring it on! Let's see what you got. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, as we dissected the freshly released Sackwalking Session brackets, you chided me for not buying into another season of Trade Dimes Magic. Oh, I said I didn't see them as a dominant one seed like those in some of the other brackets. Well, my friend, it's time to see if you want to buy stock in TDM. Yeah, I just made it an acronym. Whatever. <laughs> Bannon hosts number four seed Kimball Tracy in the Division Four semifinals after a 28-3 win over Buhawk Colony Atwater last Friday. Kimball comes in with arguably a more impressive win, beating Lincoln High 26-19 and holding Sackwalking Section leading rusher Ryan Henning to just 36 yards. The Jaguars had their spread offense cooking, too, as senior QB Jaden McKee threw for 337 yards and two touchdowns, while the run game also chewed up more than 200 yards. Can the school located on an air base shut down the air raid? The HAL 9K doesn't think so. What do you think? I did my due diligence on this game, and believe it or not, I'd actually started writing this out for you. Kimball is playing well. They're, They're playing good football right now. 
I am taking the TDM. He's uh, going. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Vanden. Um, I was just trying to bring up some numbers here so that I could reference it, but my browser is being stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. The computers are rebelling against me already. Um, yeah, I was looking at their losses earlier today, and they've got two losses, one to Rancho Cotati, who we both agree is a fantastic team, and Vacaville, who won the league. So no shame in that. Uh, I think they're trending the way they were last year, and we weren't paying attention to them at this point last year. So yep. uh, I'm sticking with the TDM <laughs> and the Vikings. Trade dive like- magic. And I like that that uh, acronym. That's good. Yeah. As you pointed out this weekend, I cannot be the only one to coin good nicknames. <laughs> I told you, I promised before we got on air that this is seriously weird. So here we go. Let's roll into the city by the bay as Aptos heads to St. Ignatius for a Division II CCS semifinal. Last week, you gave me SI against Half Moon Bay, and I stuck to my WCAL guns in picking St. Ignatius, the two-seed with a 4-6 and six record. Now, the Wildcats welcome in the Mariners, and that has me in a nautical mood. Chase, if you were a Mariner, what sort of vessel would you captain? I'd like to pretend like I would. Uh, I could own a yacht. That'd be fun. Give me all the yacht Perfect. rock. Let's go. L- love it. <laughs> now, okay, that's good. I'm glad you said that. My answer is the humble tugboat. <laughs> because you see, Chase, I bring folks along with me. They hitch their wagon to me, and I tow them upstream. Perhaps one day you and I can share a dock along the delta, and my tugboat can tow your yacht to its resting spot. <laughs> That's deep, but not <laughs> as deep as the cold waters that await you in choosing between a mariner and a wildcat. Wow. All right. I looked at this game as well. It's not an easy one by any stretch. So thanks for that. I think I'm going Aptos. I think I'm going Aptos. I think they can win on the road. They, yeah. they, uh, they've been really good. And if you look at their two losses... One's the undefeated Camp Lindo, the other's to eight and three Palma, both one score games. I think the Mariners could pull this upset off. I think they could do it. So give me Aptos. As I was selecting this game, I thought, well, what if he asks me the same question? Oh. And I landed I landed on the same answer as you. So I would have taken Aptos as well. All right. So since you thought it would be so much fun last week to play the can a travel weary team survive card on me? I'm dealing you the same hand this week. <laughs> St. Bernard's Academy traversed 271 yes. miles last week and defeated Deanza Richmond with relative ease last Saturday. This week, they take a 244 mile odyssey, which should take approximately four and a half hours in optimal traffic in order to face top seeded San Marin, Nevada. Coach Matt Tomlin has built the Crusaders of Eureka into a small school juggernaut. They won Division Six titles in 2014 and 2019. Last year, they moved up to Division Five. And do you know who knocked them out of the semifinals? Mm-hmm. Would that be San Marin? <laughs> it would be San Marin. Nah. And the score was 26 to 25. Oh, I remember this. It was, yeah, it was a late touchdown. I remember. So, fun side note, while attending college at Humble State, I was part of the local basketball officials association. And our monthly meetings took place at St. Bernard's High. 
I'm picturing you as Stephen Vogt right now. <laughs> yes, very much so. And that was just a, a small side story to distract you. So who are you taking in this one? I had zero doubt in my mind that St. Bernard's was coming to Richmond and winning last week. None. <laughs> Would have bet lots of money on that. Uh, I'm sticking with the Stangs. I'm going San Marin here. This game is in Novato, right? That's correct. Yeah. I'm, I, San Marin, nothing has changed about how I felt about them at the beginning of the year. One loss at the beginning of the year to Aqualani's and a late loss to Marin Catholic. Uh, what has changed from last year? <laughs> so, yep. San Marin. All right. And that's a tough one. Let's finish in Orinda, California, where the Matadors of Miramani welcome the Annalee Tigers in a Division Five semifinal. Your friend, the HAL 9000 Terminator edition, thinks this is an old-fashioned shootout between gunslingers. Now, Annalee has returned to the playoffs after a year in which, Chase, there was no Annalee High School at all. Late last year, school officials abandoned a plan that merged Annalee and El Molino into a school called West County. So Annalee returned this (laughs) year, and they're back. (laughs) This this causes me to ask you, Chase, have you ever wanted to rebrand yourself? Can't say that I have. I have, and I'm wondering (laughs) if at some point in my life I can change to become a mariner. nice so uh rebranding aside big time quarterbacks in this game uh mats and tigers who you got i'm rolling with the home team i'm rolling with the with the ucla bound quarterback and uh, i think they get it done i think i just think the strength of the diablo athletic league foothill division is going to show up this weekend i think akalanes has a real chance against cardinal newman uh not sure northgate has a shot at el cerrito but you never know um, but I just I do think the DAL Foothill uh, division will show well uh, this weekend, and Miramont will be one of them. What? Fair pick. Fair pick. Now, um, yeah, that's that's what I got. I'll save my musings based off something you said for final thoughts. That's Wonderful. how we'll we'll how do we'll do this. All right. Well, let's just roll right into our final read here then. And that wraps us up on game night. Make sure to be locked on the Sports Stars Magazine Twitter page for updates and results. Follow at Sports Stars Mag. Then Saturday morning, be sure to check out SportsStarsMag.com for our coverage of the games. Also, if you access these episodes from our homepage, you can scroll down to the bottom to see our updated picks records each week. We build seven Friday night using Anchor, but the show is available on several platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If you listen to shows on one of those platforms, search for 7 Friday Night, and please rate and subscribe. Our cover art features photography and designed by yours truly, and our theme music was produced and performed by Dustin Phillips. Okay, good, sir. Final thoughts. Let's hear them. As we've been recording, I've been looking up Yacht Rock. (laughs) (laughs) So, at the risk, uh, well, first of all, Wikipedia's list of Yacht Rock is really impressive. <laughs> it's It includes Hall & Oates, Chicago, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, not Young, Foreigner, 
George Michael, Kenny Loggins, <laughs> Steely Dan, Lionel Richie, and I'm going to save one for as we uh, depart today. But I will also <laughs> say that there's a genre called Yacht Soul. No way, really. That includes Earth, Wind, and Fire and Michael okay. Jackson. All right. So yeah. I had not heard of the subgenre Yacht Soul. That's this is news to me. Subgenre <laughs> Yacht Soul. Uh, so yes, those are my final thoughts. I'm in a musical mood. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal week. And if you defeat me in the picks challenge, I will not buy you a yacht. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Ben said, phenomenal week. Uh, he's going to be at Camp Lindo. I will be at Dublin High, where uh, the NCS Open Championship game is. Uh, if you see us out there, uh, say hello. And we will be back on Tuesday of next week for a uh, Thanksgiving week. And uh, it'll be turkey and football. For ducking time. Yeah, that's right. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's UCLA football all the way. Just when you think the Bruins are ready to do something, whammo, lose to Arizona. My God. All right. Well, another uh, enjoyable. It's not all right, Ben or Chase, (laughs) whatever the hell your name is. It's not all right. We lost to Arizona. It's not all right. I agree. It's It's not not all right. right. Well, then, how about that transition? That's much better. Thank you. (laughs) Okay.